Welcome back for another episode of I Wonder If. And thanks for riding shotgun as we travel all over the globe, meeting some of the most unique people that dare to wonder. The mavericks, the change makers, the disruptors, the people with grit and determination who took their dream and brought it to reality. I am always wondering about something, but my latest I Wonder If is all about exciting destination retreats for women. I was thrilled when I had the opportunity to interview Carrie Fulmack from Carsland, Alberta, who owns Equine Connection. This spirited, energetic, and dynamic woman shared her I Wonder If story to inspire all of you to draw on your own special gifts and to develop your own personal empowerment. I know you will have as much fun with Carrie as I did. Carrie, thanks so much for meeting with me today. I am so excited to meet you. And you are the first person I've seen outside of my quarantine, <gasps> my, my oh, pandemic quarantine. Welcome to life again. <laughs> I know I walked in the door and I didn't know if I should shake your hand. And you said, you probably need a hug. I don't even know what to do anymore. It's I know. time to get used to this new normal, but thank you so much. Oh, no. oh you're more than hands. welcome. And on this freezing day, what a great way to begin. Well, it's Canada, right? Yeah. So we, we're not, it could be sunny and warm or it could be snowy. You get either way. That's it's for sure. so true. So Carrie, I just want to know what was your, I wonder if moment. Well, I would have to say it all had to do with horses. I mean, the first, I wonder if it would be, can I have a horse? Will I buy a horse? Will this be in my future? And then of course, as I grew older is how in the world how can I do this to be able to have a business that actually has to do with horses, but being able to help people in a completely different way? And I didn't know what it looked like, but that's always been ever since I would have to say like five years old. It's been my dream and my wish to always work with horses, but I really just didn't know what it looked like because obviously I didn't want to do lessons. I didn't want to do riding. It just wasn't where I was at in my life. So yeah, that was always, I wonder if, when, and how will this happen? There's got to be a way. Did you grow up in the country? Well, my grandparents were actually farmers, so we got to do a lot of beautiful spending life out there. But no, my mom was a single mom. We moved 25 times between Calgary, anywhere in Saskatchewan. So how it kind of all began is I fell in love with the horse. And then mom always promised me that she would buy me a horse because of all the moving we had to do, but she was always poor. So of course, poor just monetarily, not in who she was. So then of course she couldn't buy me a horse. So she found me a 25 cent garage sale horse book. I read it all the time. There was just something that filled me with this being of this horse. They were just so magical to me. So that's really what inspired me right from the beginning. Talk about the power of intention, (gasps) right? (laughs) She probably didn't know what she was doing when she handed you that book. What would transpire from you becoming so engaged in that? And passionate about it. Like, it's so amazing how those dreams work. Like you think, oh, it's got to happen immediately. But the journey in life always leads you to these certain alleyways and mountains and obstacles. And you finally are guided to that real purposeful piece that you really need to be destined to now start to achieve. So I'm kind of curious, you know, at doing some research on you, you had a very interesting life, even before Equine Connections, mm-hmm. you have helped people in the past. You've yes. helped people. What are some of the different ways before we get into Equine Connections? What are some of the other ways that you've been involved with helping other people and empowering other people? The one big one was uh, Weekenders. I don't know if you know Weekenders Canada, but they were actually international. So it was 
a woman's direct sales business. And it was helping women to dress like on the outside, feeling that beautiful piece that they are. However, it's still, there was always a piece that lacked with me because it's the beauty's inside, not the outside, but working with all these stunning women globally around the world to achieve those businesses. You know, you grew into who it is that you are and who it is that you know you need to be able to help, which my thing always is, is you can't motivate anybody. But what you can do is help them to motivate themselves to move further in their own life. So Weekenders was huge for me, especially being a single mom and being able to run my own business around my own hours. And the Strathmore Heritage Day Stampede. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, I can't even imagine how much work that was. Totally tons of work. But the joy that it brought the humans and the families and the kids and the old and everything, it was so worth it. And my family was always a part of actually everything I've ever done. So it's been really cool being an entrepreneur and the fact that my family's been such an integral part at everything that I've created. Okay. That's wonderful. So I'm very interested in knowing more. I'm really into this retreat thing and we'll talk about that more. And I'm a big believer in the, even what a small block of time can do with all the right elements to transform people's lives. So I want to know a little bit about your authentic you workshops. Mm. The authentic you women's workshop is actually one of my most favorite pieces to this whole equine business because I love us women. I think we are phenomenal creatures. I think no matter what happens to us, and we've all come from variety, but some more harder than the others, but we get up and we move forward and we continually do it. But the power comes in when a woman can find that authentic being, whether she's lost it or it's gotten buried, but when she can find it because the horse is the one who's actually showing her who she is, accepting her for who she is. No judgment is ever placed because we work with horses. No lies ever come out of it because horses are, they can't lie. They're a prey animal. They don't have prefrontal cortex. So they don't think like a human. So when a woman is present in front of these beings and they ask these questions, because horses can only react from the stimulus that's given It is life-changing. And I have to tell you, in one program, women will have a life-altering change because it happened in the moment. It's not like they wrote it down. It's not an epiphany. The horse changed because they made a change. It's really such a privilege, and it's so humbling when you see how these women come into their own just because you know how to facilitate the process, but also partnering with that horse to watch for what the horse is saying for you to be able to do a step in and allowing that human to think about what that might mean for them, not getting their answers because we're not therapy. We don't want to work with the psyche, but to allow them to come up with, well, what does that mean? How come 1500 pounds will not follow me? But then when I do an adjustment inside, then he does follow me because that's really showing them this is where our power is. It's inside of us. Mm-hmm. We all can move 1,500 pounds, but we got to make this change so we think and we feel on the same wave. So do you have an idea what some women are hoping to achieve before they come to your workshop? You know, we get a lot of emails sometimes about, oh, so many horrendous like losses. And I cry when oh. I get these emails because... They're lost. Like 
they have no will to even want to live sometimes. And that breaks my heart because I always want people at least to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But things have just happened in their path. So many things. And it's just kind of built on and built on. And that they struggle to breathe again and find who am I? Like, I don't know who I am anymore. I'm doing all this stuff for everyone else. But where's me in the picture? And I think that's the biggest, I guess, epiphany that people find. They find them and they find that they're freaking amazing human beings because they are. Yes. But they don't know that it's just, yeah. For a myriad of reasons that gets lost and stuffed and, you know, avoided. And because so many women, you know, feel as though it's their entire job to care for other people and they they're not so good at knowing when they're about to tap out because all this giving, giving, giving mm-hmm. rarely leaves space for receiving. So I'm curious mm. to know that receiving angle. So when they walk in, I'm just, I know that we're out in rural Alberta, so people are accustomed to horses and cattle and things like that. But these women walk in and see these big horses. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> And are they instantly anxious? Do they instantly open up? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes. No, most of our clients who come are non-horse people. So when they see a real live horse in front of them, they're like nervous. They're scared. We always bring in breathing techniques mm. as well because, heck, we just learned three years ago how we're supposed to properly breathe. And I find that interesting as humans, we breathe all the time, but we're not doing it properly. Not into it. Right. Exactly. I know. Right. It's very, very interesting. So we do a lot of that. Lots of fears. You know, there's even fear in finding out something that maybe they don't want to address. Like, I'll give you an example. So this one time we had an amazing workshop. And of course, when we always begin our workshops, we let them know why we work with the horse. And we give them this specifics, the research, the science, because to me, nothing can be fluffy when you do such an internal workshop. So of course we're giving them all this stuff and of course no prefrontal cortex. So that's huge that people understand horses never think like a human, never. It's impossible. And this is why the readings from them are always so true. So anyways, of course, then I always talk about how a horse can hear everything that lives inside of our brain, everything that lives inside of us, our our gut, our, our intuition. But it's when we're off balance in thought and intuition, this is what the horses will actually react from. And I always say, it's not like having a, I don't know. Do you remember Mr. Ed? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's very sad when I bring that name up and nobody remembers Mr. Ed. Yeah, the talking horse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's not like our horses can talk in that way, obviously. And they're not reading our minds saying, oh, I know what Carrie did last night. All they're doing is reacting. And again, science is everything is made of energy. Energy, So when things are off in the energy, that's what affects the horses to allow that human to see, oh, okay, I've got to get back inside to readjust this. So I'm able to make a change. So, because I think we spend so much time imbalanced. Yep. And I'm sure that they walk out there and they think, oh, I'm good. And then all of a sudden this horse is sensing something else that's going on that's happening more at the gut level. Oh, yes. No, it's every woman has had a change. Even the odd horse person that we have had come in, they are blown from their mind that they now see and they hear and they understood what that horse is maybe saying. Because sometimes maybe a horse might come in and just touch your heart. 
but continually touching your heart. I mean, a perfect step in would be. So Mona, what do you think? Are you first okay with where your horse is touching you? So that's the first thing I always want to find out. And if they say, yeah, it feels really good. So then just think about it for a second, Mona. What lives in this area? Why would the horse continually keep coming there? Don't tell me. I just want you to kind of process what that would maybe mean to you. And then we let it be that. And do you find that the horses tend to gravitate to that heart center? Not just heart center. A lot of communication. Okay. Lots in the throat. Lots in intuition Mm -hmm. up here. Lots even in sacral. Mm -hmm. Or Now I've just brought in. Didn't even mean to bring in the chakra stuff. I know a little bit of that Reiki piece as well. So yeah, you've got... The root, lots of times with that as well. So the horses are really cool for the fact that, and I loved how you said that out of balance, because in order for a horse to feel safe, well, first of all, the number one thing is they have to be in that area that makes them feel safe. So if we're off balance, we actually come into them as confused humans. So that means we're not safe. Actually, we're not safe because if we're not looking after ourselves, you're right. We are not safe in order to receive all that that we need to. And we're better off for our family and our friends when we look after me, myself, and I first. Filling that cup so that we are stronger and we've got the resilience to just get up and keep moving with it. So with the horses, they usually do a nice, beautiful scan on a human. So they'll go right from the toes, right up to the top of the head, all the way down. And then they're kind of, they just stop in certain areas. And when you watch a herd do this to each other for balancing, because they're always balancing each other, they use their teeth. So their teeth kind of move that beautiful energy. So there's a block there. So they take their teeth and they just kind of untwist it, kind of like a garden hose gets twisted, Uh but they untwist it by being able to use their teeth. But when they come in to work with the humans, they know they can't use teeth Uh on us. Mm -hmm. So they use a lot of their muzzle to be able to try to move some of it, just to kind of bring that energy to light too. Not necessarily to even deal with a specific thing. It's just to make them aware it's okay. If it is hard, it's okay to have that pain. It's all right. It's going to stay. But how do we move through the pain? So do you just take your phone out and hit an app Saying, okay, horses start responding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. That would be I'm joking. Hilarious. Okay, horses on. Yes. So the horses. Now, where do you get your horses? What's the horse? Is there a common background in the horses that you have? One that for myself, I personally love getting horses that already have had life skills because I'm not a trainer. Mm-hmm. And I love those who are beautifully gifted in training that you do your job. Now I'll do my job. So I prefer having a horse that does have lots of life experience, but that can be from anywhere from four and up. So it really just depends on the horse too, because with the personality, but horses speak one language globally around the world. This is why we can actually travel with our programs as well, because I can work with anybody's horses because they all speak the same language. Yeah. So it makes no difference. There's no horses different than the other horse because they speak the same. Some might be more mild, some might be more moderate, some might be hires, but they still speak the same language. So that's why it's so exciting. And I have heard the term that horses are an emotional mirror for humans. 
So when you're talking about this energy, and I completely believe in energy, it's like when you walk into a room, you can feel very quickly the people that you resonate with, the people you should sort of move away from, and the people that dump a lot of stuff all over you, right? So true. And so the, the horses sort of sense that as well. Yes. And you know, it's interesting that you brought up Mir, because here's my whole thing in my 13 years. It always bothered me when people would say Mir, because when they Mir, because I'm always about science. So in a dictionary, a mirror is just a reflection, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just so important to understand, like science says, because that energy has changed, that's what a horse reacts to. Mm -hmm. And of course, the horse is going to react if we're safe, if we're not safe. Mm -hmm. The odd time we will have a woman who will come in and it's just profound what will happen. But whatever the moment is where you do a step in and you ask the question and for whatever resonates for her, she'll have a release. Mm. So maybe she will do that, the crying piece, which is so healthy. I mean, you know, yes, yes, like, and I yes. forget what that chemical is that releases in us when we do cry, but it is beautiful. And I'm not sure if it's oxy, is it oxytocin? Is that sure. what is it, it is? Maybe? It may not be oxytocin. I'm not sure which one I forget it is. what it is either, okay. but it's still good. Yes. Our human body is very cool that way. But you know, when that happens, it's, it's a beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And you step away because that horse always stays with that human. Why? Because they're on the same thought and oh. the same feel. They are no longer a confused human in that moment. It's actually very safe for a horse to stay. You will see horses stay there all the time because they are so authentic to what it is they're thinking and feeling okay. in that moment. And, you know, for so many people, it's not recommended. It's not popular. We're raised to hang on to those emotions, to minimize those emotions. And when we get really good at that, we don't release them. Well, the thing about emotions is you can stuff them down all you want, but they're going to seep out. So you give them the safe place for all of that to happen and to move through it. Absolutely. Oh, and we always say it's kind of like uh, Vegas, except it's safer. <laughs> Because what happens in Vegas, but what happens at the Equine Connection stays at the Equine Connection, but in such a very, very safe place. And our retreats are very small numbers of women. And the other thing we found too, friends don't come together or moms and daughters don't come together. Most women who are finding their authentic peace again, they come alone on the journey. And I always find that so exciting and very interesting because that must take a lot of courage to also make that first step, right? to come in and be with strangers in something they've done some research on, but they've never experienced. And horses. Yeah. And I think probably for you. And so, you know, I'm a therapist and it takes a long time for people to make that first call. And I'm guessing that for people to look at this program and say, there's the potential for me to heal. They've been holding on to that for a long time and to the willingness to be vulnerable in your setting. That's huge. So, I know. Yeah. That's I a huge agree. Thing. Still gives me shivers because we do. Yeah. That is the horses. The horses make it so safe. Okay. So I know horses are very special and very special to you, but I wish that the people that are watching this or listening to this could get your energy. <laughs> you know, I know you have amazing horses, but I can tell you that it has a lot to do with the energy you're bringing Aww. to this space. Well, yeah, thank it's, you it's, so much. Yeah, you can feel it. Absolutely. You know what, Mona? I do actually have it two weeks to empowerment. I wrote a book. I've got a, a workbook. And it's an online course as well. So for those who cannot ever come and just join us with the horses, yeah, globally, anybody can take this little mini course as well. It's very cool. 
Oh, that's beautiful. And you know, with the COVID, mm. people haven't been able to get together. So it's You're wonderful right. that they have the opportunity to do something virtually. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And it might even get them, you know, to get on a plane and come here yes. and, and do this. Yes. Because yeah. we have had people fly like from the U.S. and all over Canada to take the Authentic You Women's Workshops. Oh. Like it, we don't even market it that way. So it's always so exciting when you're like, oh, yeah, this is from Montana and I'm going to fly up. I'm like, what? Okay, great. <laughs> Good. Good. You know, the whole world of equine-assisted healing is very old. Mm. You know, Hippocrates wrote about it. Absolutely. It goes back to the Greeks. Absolutely. That this was something that they used. Yes. And everything. The program that you went and got trained in, what made it unique? And I also want you to just maybe start with this first. Okay. Can you explain the difference between equine therapy and equine assisted learning? Okay. So for the equine therapy, you would have to be degreed in some form or another because you're dealing with the psyche of the human being. So you might be even using a horse versus working with a horse. I hope not. Because to me, all living beings should be working with, not being used for anything. Okay. Yeah. But that's my personal heart. And so my mission on this earth is to help these beautiful horses and not being used. Because they're, they're not a tool. If we hear them and we listen to them, we can see what it is that they're saying. So it's no hokey pokey. It's just the real good stuff. Because I like the real good stuff. So now, sorry, getting back to your question. That would definitely be that therapy piece with equine assisted learning. Like the horse, the equine is actually the piece that helps that learning to transform for that human. Because again, you even said it, experiential learning, working with horses and the healers, because they are a healer. And I actually have research on how they heal too, if you want to hear that after. But through that experiential component and those horses being able to react in that moment to allow that human to make a change in the moment. That's why it's so strong. You don't forget when you come to a workshop. You don't forget when you've had one of these programs because you lived it, you did it. You remember what that feeling was when you adjusted the change. So when you're out in your own life, because everything we do here is about paralleling it to your life, but implementing it. Mm -hmm. Because then if you're in a, oh, I'm in this moment, I can't do it. No, I moved 1500 pounds. What did I have to do? Readjust myself. Hell yeah, I can do this. Of course I can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that would be the biggest thing. And we do not deal with the psyche mm -hmm. of the human, but in a way, this is the part that I always find interesting. I feel the humans that come here actually do their own therapy on themselves. If this makes logical sense, because we don't need to know where they came from, what it is that brought them to where they are. But it's through them making those changes with the horse and us saying, you know, you don't have to tell us anything, but really think what that would mean to you. It's like they're continually doing their therapy. They're finding the answers to the problems in their own lives without a human telling them, if you just did this, because right. people right. are tired of Yeah, people that. are tired of just being told what to do. Yeah. And the thing is, I think truly a good therapist that's working with people and counseling people is someone that is there to help maybe help them communicate in a new way, to paraphrase things, to show them another perspective. 
But we're not fixing people. We're I, like I always say, I'm riding shotgun, and, and my goal is your goal. I can help you get there. Nice. So I think I think it's interesting that nobody's looking at you and saying, okay, so Carrie's going to make sure that I figured this out about myself, and I'm going to leave here. Then they're going to think that they have to rely on that horse, or they're going to have to rely on you. But they mm. have everything they need right within themselves. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you've nailed it. Yeah, that's exactly. Re- Correct. But you know that the thing that we can't do as therapists is we don't physically touch our clients. I mean, occasionally there's a hug and a handshake, but we don't do that. So the beautiful thing is it's part of that touch, isn't it? Yes. Creating safety with that touch. I mean, that's something that oh. never happens in therapy. Absolutely. It's a somatic thing. It really is. And so many people, when they do come, like just to be with the horse and even, you know, that grooming moment or not even grooming, but that, like you said, the touching moment and they're just there, like in the moment, because that's what horses also teach us to live in a moment. Horses don't live in past and future, but yet they still have a collective memory, just like we do. Or stack memory, sorry. Okay. They have a stack memory just like humans do. So that's why it's super exciting. But they don't live in past and future as us humans do because we're always here okay. doing oh. so much of yeah. that overthinking yeah. that it wrecks our intuitive peace that we were forgetting to go to. But some women, children, men, everybody, they will just love being in that presence of just being. There's something that's so healing for them to be next to this heart that is beating. Like it's just profound what humans will do when they're allowed to just be. There's no mm-hmm. set schedule. Don't get me wrong, we have a, an agenda. But if a human needs to get to the objective by just being there, that's teaching them how they can just be there when they're away from us, mm-hmm. right? There's just so many profound times, but the heart is what the healing piece is. So with our human hearts, we're like, what, a fist size? Mm-hmm. Our horses, they're 10 times bigger. And this is with heart math research. That's Yes, been- how far that energy goes out from the heart. 15 feet, exactly. Yeah. Here we'd always thought before as a human, we're making those horses nervous and scared and blah, 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 besides being confused. That's what a horse is always looking for is us being balanced. But their heart rate, because it is 10 times bigger, it pumps slower. So as we walk into their energy field, our hearts actually will start going to their heartbeat. It's not the other way around. And that's what makes them the healers. It changes that sympathetic nervous system out of fight and flight and back into feeling safety, homeostasis, learning how to breathe with them. Yes. They can regulate themselves based on what they're experiencing with their horse. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Oh no. It's like meditation on speed. Yes. (laughs) You've got it. That is totally it. How wonderful. I know. You know what I have to say? My mind is all over the place. Me too. I could be here for days. Like I could have a girl's getaway with you. (laughs) Yeah. So I grew up on a working ranch and I'm sad to say I only ever rode horses for work. Yep. Yeah. Okay. They were a tool. And so, you know, and my dad over the years thought that if I rode once a year, I was like a competent horsewoman, not. (laughs) And so, yeah, the anxiety that I would feel going out there and getting on the horse and, you know, they were really well-trained horses. Yeah. 
But, you know, they're way more intuitive than I am. And they're more intuitive about what that cow is going to do or that steer is going to do. And I was just kind of a nervous wreck on the top. So I don't remember having a lot of relaxed moments. I feel like I've just missed out. You know, so many of our people always say that too. Like, but you know what? You don't know what you don't know until you do know. It's when you do know that a change happens and that's okay too. And the other thing is our horses and don't get me working ranch horses, dressage horses, like you know, these horses also love their job too. We all have purpose. Like some are sports, some are not like some, these work really good. Our horses, because we're not competing, we're not Mm -hmm. showing it. It's a beautiful thing, but all horses, if they love doing what they're doing to me, that's not using a horse that is working with them to become the best in dressage or the best in roping or barrels, because they want to give just along with the person. But when you're in partnership with the horse and you hear differently what it is that they're actually saying, that's when the partnership on anything you're doing with the horse, it excels what you will ever even think it could possibly do because now you're one versus I'm scared. This is nerve wracking. I'm not comfortable. I don't know how to relax here. So and you no, this, it's good. Your, your legs have this death grip. Oh <laughs> yes. I hear you sister. Right. No, I hear you. Yeah. So no, all that is still good. So I'm, Never feel bad about that. It's just when you don't know how they do speak and you don't really know how they're truly communicating. Because lots of people, they put kids on horses all the time, but the kids don't even know what the horse is saying, except the ears pinned back. Everybody knows the horse is ugly. But besides that, we got to know everything that they're saying so that it helps us to make that adjustment and change. Because I'm sorry, 12, 1500 pounds. <laughs> That's a dangerous scenario mm-hmm. if you're not safe. Right? And it's a long way to the ground. <gasps> yes. Oh, I don't want to do yes, that anymore. That's right. We're going to take a short break as I'm thrilled to tell you about the transformational retreat I am hosting February 4th through the 7th. Hey, buttercup, won't you listen Spend three days by the Gulf of Mexico with beautiful views of Pine Island Sound in Florida at a transformational retreat for women designed specifically for you to retreat and recharge. How amazing would it feel to learn how to balance work, health, and self-care? How would you like to feel energized, focused, and in control of your life? How amazing would it be to inspire others by modeling self-care and personal wellness? Wouldn't it be exciting? and a new change for you to say yes to you and your desires instead of everyone else's. How would you like to slow down, be still, and enjoy spending time with yourself in a peaceful environment filled with nature? Wouldn't it be freeing to have the confidence in your own ability to create abundance and to live a passionate and purposeful life? Imagine connecting with other like-minded women in a safe and supportive environment. Please join me and my team for three amazing days at the beautiful Tarpon Lodge on Pine Island Sound. Enjoy gourmet meals, gorgeous sunsets, yoga, hypnotherapy, spa services, and coaching, all designed to meet your individual wants and needs. Can you see yourself enjoying a glass of bubbly as we sail into the sunset to have dinner at the historical island of Cabbage Key? 
If this sounds like your kind of retreat, please go to my website, IWonderIfPodcast.com, or email me, Mona McGregor at AOL.com. I would love to tell you more about our transformational retreat, February 4th through the 7th, 2021. And this is going to be a great year. And I've listened to a lot of interviews you've done, and I have a sense of what this looks like. But can you give me sort of more of a step-by-step? Someone comes to a workshop, give me an example of an actual exercise. I don't know what you call an exercise. Mm -hmm. Could you give me an example of an actual exercise that you might have one of your two-legged people and will do with your (laughs) four-legged I like that. That's cute. (laughs) So one of my favorite ones in the authentic you is who are you? And of course, this is personal reflection. So the objective is personal reflection. So we have uh, four obstacles. We allow the humans to start. We've got all these words and each obstacle has different sets of words, Uh but words that have meaning. So we don't obviously put any negative words in because we're trying to get to the empowerment of the human. So why would you throw in a negative word? Good old neuro-linguistic process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So of course, we've got all these positive words. So one of them would be you figure out what do these words mean to you? And then you place out the words, let's say, in an alleyway. Does it have meaning for you, though? So there's still, let's say, 20 words, but they still are looking at the words, three words that they want. And then they write down their three words and they put it in the pocket. Now they work with the horse. Now we see what them and the horse do as they're going through. Does the horse make an actual stance on this word? Does he paw this word? What happens? And again, everything changes, right? So they go through the whole process. And again, now we, we stop at the end, say, okay, so were your words, did your horse touch them that they help you to decide, is that your word? Now, sometimes what will happen is yes, like totally, but just the one word that they wanted. Sometimes they'll say no, like the horse didn't step on any words. So again, I'd still have to take them back. So what has meaning though for you? Because if there's no meaning, so see no intention, why would the horse or sometimes the horse surprises them and they will take them through like three or four times and the horse continually just sticks to the one word that the horse chose. And then I say, okay, seriously, let's get real. Your horse continually, maybe he knows more than we do because of course there are those living beings and then the human will... Yes, I didn't want to pick that word because of this, but yes, that does have meaning. And again, we don't need to know why, Mm -hmm. but just for them, it's so powerful because the horse continually just kept doing exactly the same thing. I mean, well, it's like an iceberg. You know, we think that the issues are up here, but underneath the surface, that's where it lies. Loads of it. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and lots of times, again, we're sort of stuffing things. Yes, absolutely. So I'm so glad that you told me exactly what an exercise would look like, because I'm picturing people standing there and having conversations with the horse and seeing what the horse does. I knew that there was a whole set of exercises for people to gain that personal awareness and that empowerment. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. And I mean, I just love that there's no fluff. I think that's my favorite piece. And don't get me wrong. I think as women, it's beautiful to feel beautiful and have those pieces, which Authentic You still does with our beautiful logo and who she represents. I love all those things. But to me, for a woman to make an absolute change, it has to be, it has to be real. It can't just be, we stand in a circle and 
hold hands and talk to each other and not to put any of that down. Like, and I don't mean that, but I just, mine is always has to be the solid piece. So they really are leaving with something. They don't have to do a notebook, even though when they come in, they've got a beautiful little uh, notebook that they put all of their learnings Uh in. They've got these beautiful food for thoughts. It's Uh like a deck of cards that they get lots of beautiful gifts and treats, but it's just that learning that happens in the arena that sticks with the humans. Okay. It just yeah. goes deeper on so many levels. It's That's so tremendous. deep, Mona. Like I just, I wish you could see it in action because it's that stunning. And it doesn't matter who you are. You'll always have a change of some kind. Oh. Well, I'm coming back. Yay. I'm coming back when you have a, you know, you're not so far from where my parents live. I'm going to come back because I have to know more about You'll this. love it. I think it's just such a beautiful thing so far. So I want to move away from that a little bit. And you have a very interesting story. You started this business in around 2009, but in 2011, while raising three little kids, your world was turned upside down. Sure was. I don't like 2011, but it's interesting because I still always love life. So it's really an interesting piece in what I had to go through in 2011 because I have not had Oh, I even feel it now that much loss all at once. So that was, wow, isn't it amazing? And that's why I always tell with women, you always have your hurt and your loss. Mm -hmm. You just still have to move through it. That's all we can do because we always carry it with us. So yes, my mom died on June the 1st, but that day one of my horses died. So then it was, and I was even running a program that day. Of course, it was all canceled. So of course, my daughters at the time, they said, mom, but he died for grandma so that oh. she could ride into heaven on the oh, children. So oh, beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, okay. And then within that eight week period, I had lost three more horses. Oh. And I tell you, I was yelling at one point. Now I do believe in God and Jesus and I do love life. Like even through the pain of it all, I love that you can breathe and you're alive. Like it, it's a very cool thing what happens in my brain when I really just breathe that peace. I'm like, wow, this is just an amazing gift to be human, right? So, but I was hurt and I didn't like people. I did not want to see no other human on earth while I was going through whatever I had to go through. But my one horse that bled out and he didn't die right away. So I had to call the vets in and that was really hard because even after they gave him the shot, he just didn't want to die. And it was so hard. They left. I've got all this blood around. And of course I have farm dogs. So I'm crying and crying, feeling sorry for myself, which I get the right to do. And I called the vets up and I'm like, "Uh, is this going to affect my dogs? Because you gave a shot and all this blood. They said, yes, get your dogs inside. So I am now cursing and yelling, calling in the dogs. I pull out 300 feet of hose because I had to take them to a certain place to be put down and learn that the hard Mm -hmm. way too. And I've got the water and it's raining and I'm crying and I'm yelling up at God to say, this is seriously what you want me to know is I'm not supposed to do this business. This is the worst way that you could possibly do this to me. And I actually don't know really whatever happened, but I just remember I was so angry with all that pain and something obviously did a flip for me because I thought, okay, whatever this is that I'm now having to go through in such horrid losses, it must be because I got to show how much I want to have this dream. Where lots of times people with dreams say, it's too hard. My sign is I got to quit. Well, I decided my sign is 
show them how much do you want to go through this? And then, of course, I lost my fifth horse in six months. No happy. Let me tell you. So it took me an actual solid year for me to be able to go to the grocery store and see people. Because as soon as they see you, then they got that look like, oh, poor Carrie. And I can't stand that look either, right? Mm -hmm. So it was beyond tough. But it did change my whole world. It did. But it's all still very, very good because this is what life is. Life is you live and life is you die. And I know for me, I live every day knowing I can die today. And I know my family used to think it's pretty morbid, but for myself, when I know I can die today, it makes me actually live better. It makes me not be so upset or controlling things I have no control over. I can only live for this day. So how are you going to do it? Get down and get present and get grateful. Absolutely. What you do have. Grateful. Yes. So you were going through hell and you just kept on going. Yes. How did your personal pain transform the program that you used with the women? I mean... Now you can relate to a lot more pain that other women have and are experiencing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the piece on always sharing those stories of where we have come from actually helps us not only as women, for all humans, to be able to take whatever that piece is, to bring it into our own and say, you know what? She did and went through this. I can and go through this. So I just feel it's through that sharing piece And of course, obviously, the horses are still the most crucial piece to this whole thing. Absolutely. And probably, you know, one of your most, well, you didn't want to be around people, but you were around your horses. And that's probably where the bulk of your healing and grieving took place. It really did. You can't rush that grieving stuff. No, no matter how you do it. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, then I'm looking at, okay, so if this is my sign to move forward, now where am I going to get my horses? Because it takes a while. To get the horses that you really know are solid and like equine assisted learning. The horse has got to like it, right? So, because their purpose as well. So that's why it's always crucial. But all these beautiful donation horses started coming into my life and they were young and I was petrified because I wanted to work with those, you know, 13 to 20 year olds, life skilled horses galore. Like that's what I wanted. And then it was through uh, Nikki Flunder Kamart. I'm not sure if you know of her. No. She's breathtaking. Okay. She has got the most incredible gift with doing liberty, which she works with horses without tools. Uh-huh. And the horses like dance and do stuff with her. It's like you want to ball your face off because that's what I do every time. Oh my gosh. She speaks with them. She's like the whisperer. It's stunning. And she's like the body double for Amy on Heartland. Like when she's doing that Liberty free Liberty piece. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I called her up as I was going through my grieving. Cause I'm like, I have all these young horses. I think I'm too scared. I don't know how to work with them. How do I get to trust when I'm feeling like this? So of course I went out for one of her workshops and it's funny because the horse I worked with was named Buddy. Now, Buddy was the one who died on June the 1st, the day my mom died. So it was like, oh, there this are is no accidents. <laughs> so once I learned how to do this liberty, I took all my young horses and I was scared, but I worked all by myself in the arena. And when I was too close, I'm like, whoo, you could have had your head taken off on that one. It helped me to, again, parallel mm-hmm. so many of those things that I was going through personally, just by working with these horses in a completely different way. And the trust that was built with this new equine team, 
it was outrageously amazing compared to before, but it's because I didn't know what I didn't know until I did know. Mm -hmm. And then when I did know how to build that trust on a completely different level with a horse, wow, that just moved me and well, created who I am today, which I'm still improving on all the time. But I feel just so 100% confident working with anybody, a horse trainer, a global well-known one. I want to put them through this mm -hmm. workshop, you know, because it's so profound that sometimes we miss sometimes what that horse is actually really trying to say. Because we always have our own agenda. Ah, is that what it is, I Mona? I think so too. I think so I think too. So. And you know, we don't, we don't stop and take the time and we're always rushing through things and, you know, the experience that we, that they can have or anybody can have just by being still with those horses and just seeing what happens, being open to an opportunity. Uh, opportunity. opportunity. I love that yeah. word too. Don't yeah. you, you know, I used to say, I love the obstacles and challenges. Yeah. Now I'm all about, Oh, when someone tells you, no, what's the opportunity when this doesn't happen, what's the opportunity? I always find it exciting. Now everything's an opportunity. You strike me as a woman that doesn't take no for an answer. No, <laughs> if I can't, if it has meaning, I guess mm -hmm. to me, right? Because there are sometimes I'm like, you know, I feel that's a good decision right yeah. now. You know what I mean? How many staff do you have? How many people do you have working with you? Three contract workers, actually. Okay. Yes, one in Australia. Yes, because we are global. So that's super exciting. And she does the authentic you workshops as well. And then we, I have my Carolyn, my, so it sounds so funny, Carolyn Charles. She's not mine. <laughs> she just works with me as well. And then my daughter Carson actually, but she lives in um, Radium right now. Okay. Yeah. So she does more of the, her brain is so weird too. She loves marketing, but mm -hmm. marketing in the social media spectrum. She knows how to work Facebook because Facebook changes every oh, second I of know. the day. So she loves doing that. So she's the one who always doing our marketing for those pieces. And then Carolyn and I do the day-to-day -day okay. operations for everything. Well, and from watching you and Carolyn and listening to the two of you, like it's sort of where does one end and the I, other begin? Isn't <laughs> it the truth? Other sentences. It's wonderful. We it's seriously like, do yeah. look like a couple. Yeah. But, you know, I always say, you know, we are truly life partners. There's something that when we created the business and you share everything, you can't just be, even though I just own the business, mm -hmm. I would never go, I do this. I own this. Ah, oh, my horses. I don't like I, I people. So it's so incredible because even Carolyn, when she came in, like she gave so much just in her time and we became this life partnership that everything we do is ours. So equine connection, our horses, our children, we don't sleep with each other though. I sleep with my guy and she sleeps with her guy. Actually, we have had this many times. We are a couple in some way that life partnership has just made it a very comfortable place. Even my three daughters, they'll sometimes say, Oh, you moms, you guys are like such a little relationship or a couple so oh, many times. I can yeah. see that you are, you share such a passion and it brings me to connection. You know, what the beautiful thing is we connect with each other. Yeah. What kinds of things have you seen occur between, and of course, you said women don't necessarily come with their best friend to these programs. What have you seen in terms of women connecting with each other in your workshops? Do they feel, do they connect with each other and get close to each other? 
Yeah, they do. But I have to tell you, it's really interesting how, well, life works, as you know. But every time we have our group in, so usually we have six to eight women. Oh, nice okay, size. so very, very small. Every group brings a different way to connect. Okay. And it's really exciting because, again, you know, they sit at the beginning and they're like, you know, here's strangers. I'm afraid of the horses. How am I going to be able to do this? They do the first program, which is always called the journey. So it really building that relationship, loving the me, myself, and I first. So that's the way we start out through that very first program. And then we always debrief it in the classroom. There is a huge connection with the women saying what they just experienced. Then they're like the cheerleaders for each other. And then every program thereafter, it's like they've known each other for years. Something opens up for all of them with that safe place that allows them to be okay with these women. I don't know. Like I can't specifically tell you except for I still believe it's the horse that allows them to feel that open and safe. And of course, I do agree as facilitators, if we weren't trustworthy and made them feel safe, they wouldn't be feeling safe either, right? So that part is really good. But then they come in and they all share and you're like, and they're all not friends, but they're connecting souls and helping each other on this next part of their journey. How beautiful. You know, no one likes to feel vulnerable. No, no. one goes, oh, I'd like to be vulnerable. Yeah. Raise my pick hand, me, pick, pick me. me. And so coming here, just experiencing the exercises and the time with the horse, that's opening up vulnerabilities. And it then is. with these other women, if they're sharing experiences and when we become vulnerable and we feel safe and we shed the shame, beautiful connection happens. Oh. It's a beautiful thing about our gender. I love men. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's a beautiful thing about our gender. And I, I agree. I yeah, agree. Sense. And we built a community Yes. because I'm listening to your interviews and all these people that have been through the training and done the training. You have built one hell of a community. So proud yeah. of that. You are. Oh, so, so proud. Thank you for that. Exactly. Oh, you're so That's welcome. Beautiful. I love that you appreciate that too, because we love doing it. And I love that it's just that beautiful knowledge and connection, even globally, and what we can do to help each other. Because that's what we can. We are here to help exactly. another human. That's what our purpose is. So when we start understanding that purpose piece, it really helps us to get it and move with that forward because that's what we're supposed to do. So I had mentioned to you earlier that I'm planning my first legitimate retreat in February at a beautiful place in Florida, Tarpon Lodge, this beautiful historical fishing lodge. It's it's so gorgeous. And we're going to have a small number and I have some good friends that are providing services, massage, facials, yoga, hypnotherapy. But what advice would you give me from everything you've learned from hosting these retreats? What would you tell someone that's about to do this for the first time? What are some important things I need to know or remember or be aware of? Well, I think safety is the number one thing. Okay. So no matter how you're presenting it, even through your marketing or or videos or podcasts, everything has to have a safety component. So no matter what, they know they're coming. They know a change is going to take place because I'm assuming that will be part of your retreat workshop as well and that they'll be safe in doing so. I think those are two huge things that the world can't offer those things anymore where, you know, you're going to get a result. But I know here, like you are going to get a result. You know, through what you're creating, you're going to get a result, but it's going to be in the safest way so that they feel that they can be themselves and no judgment. I think that would be another huge thing. As women, we judge ourselves constantly. 
But I mean, we know other people judge mm-hmm. us all the time sure. as well. So having that place of knowing there is no judgment, I think really opens up our space to be able to come and be a part of something that sounds absolutely amazing as well. Yeah, thank you. Something else that I've heard too is it's important for the people coming to the retreat. And you think of the word retreat, right? To step back, to lean back, to pull back, to just be, mm-hmm. okay? And that you need time for integration. Time to do the activities, time, but also time to just go over and work through some things yourself, come up with what's coming up. Do you, is there time in your programs where they just have time to write or, okay. Yes, absolutely. Because it's always kind of that reflecting piece too on something that they just learned. And then we always ask the question too, what do you want to ask next? Because to us, it's always that intention piece. What do you want to ask next so that, it's giving you something. It's not like you can say to the horse, okay, can I win a million dollars? And they're going to like, it's not like that. You understand those pieces. Like it's so profound when our intention, because see, we have the answers inside. Uh They do exist. But when we start putting it on paper, paper and pen Mm -hmm. with thought is so powerful when it's authentic. Yes. Cause then it does change our intention. What it is that we're looking for. Next. And I think you made an interesting point. You know, there people are coming into a retreat, you know, maybe there's a pain point or a problem and you get some skills, but at the end, there's probably something new to look at, to work on a new opportunity, a new problem. What's next? Yes. So do, do people leave your retreat with, okay, yes. Next. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Oh yes. You know, they never want to leave us either <laughs> because they've had all these beautiful changes. And so Sometimes what we'll do, because they really want to still stay connected, we'll do a little Facebook group just for that group. Yeah, it's really amazing how we connect and knowing that sometimes maybe even our connection is just for that time as well, because it's created something in us that, I don't know, makes us stronger to be able to take that one piece and be able to move forward with it. Oh, I can see that you make the women feel very special, very important and a priority when they come in. And and because there are many things in our lives where we don't feel like that, to be able to come to a program and have, you know, the care that we give might in fact help them to practice a little more self-care. And isn't that the truth? We Mm -hmm. had this one lady, she was 65 years old who came to one of our programs. Is that okay? I'll tell you a story Mm -hmm. because I just love, I love this. That's what this is about. Well, that's very true. So anyway, she came here and now I always speak on death because that's just the way I live daily. So the one thing I also let people know all the time is no matter what, your life is hard from the moment you're born to the moment you die. It does not get easier. I remember always thinking that, oh, when I get to a certain age, it's going to be so much easier. Oh, no, it's not. I swear it gets harder as you get older. Well, this lady, she's sitting here. She goes, do you know I'm 65 years old? I have done tons of personal development workshops and courses. Nobody has ever said that life will always be hard. They have said it's going to get easier when you learn these skills. But now that I get it, life is hard. But how do you move through that with the tools now that I have? That's changed my life. And I'm like, wow, I've never thought of it that way before. But everyone takes their own little twist on it. But it is true. There ain't nothing easy about life, my friends. No, none of us. All of us know that. Struggle and hardship, but... You know, with rely, looking back and seeing your resilience, seeing how you've gotten through other adversity and learning new skills to yeah. maneuver the next 
opportunity. I know. That's so exciting. <laughs> That's great. That's good. So now what I want to move into, so I am a licensed mental health counselor. I'm also a certified clinical sex therapist. So I'm all... Get out of yeah. here. I got a question for you. Okay, great. Go ahead. This is so funny because sometimes I bring this up at the Authentic You Women's Workshop. I don't know if I should, but this yes. is one thing. I always say an orgasm a day would keep <laughs> us feeling so amazing. But you know what? I don't know. Is there a study? Is it factual? Is it true? Everyone laughs about it, but oh, we're forgetting goodness. that self-care piece as well. So I just find that interesting. Is there such a thing? Well, first of all, think of all the groovy things that happen when you have an orgasm. You get the release of the dopamine and the oxytocin. You feel good. You're connected to your body. And having an orgasm with someone else or by yourself, it doesn't matter. But it, that's a form of self-care. I mean, as, yes. to hear, for you to ask me that question, sex therapist, I'm like, hell yes, an <laughs> orgasm a day, right? Exactly. Forget about the apple, an yes. orgasm a day. No, that's tremendous. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I had no idea. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, getting back to your authentic you, and that is, that is my huge field of passion is working within that domain with individuals. But I, I'm always curious to know relationally. I'm not going to ask you. You know, I ask intrusive questions for a living. I'll try. I'll try, I'll, I'll try <laughs> okay. not to go too too deep. I I didn't see your husband outside. What kind of time? I mean, you've got a husband that with a woman who married to you, who has this really busy life. Go go go, giving out lots of energy to other people. Tell me a little bit about your relationship, how you've been able to keep, how long have you been married? We have been together for 23 years, Great. but he is very cool because I've been married twice before. I always felt, oh, I did it all the wrong way. I used to be hard on myself for it. And I'm like, no, my journey was supposed to be that way. But it was my second marriage. That's where my three beautiful daughters came from. Okay. And I still think that was all supposed to be part mm -hmm. of it because... Mm -hmm. It just was. So then I decided that I was going to turn gay, but I didn't know you couldn't turn gay. <laughs> so I discovered that I really love men and what they smell and their bums and jeans. So I'm like, okay, you're such a, oh. you're a funny girl, Carrie. You can't just do that because, you know, emotionally, I guess mm -hmm. my heart and my head were so hurt by men that I thought may, I think being with a, a woman might help up here. Right. But of course it came into my life actually like shortly after. And I vowed not to be with another man again, but you know, to this day, he was just as nice to me as the first day I met him as he is 23 years later. The one thing I discovered, cause I've never found that in a man before. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't control me. He didn't mm -hmm. try to change me. He actually loved who I was, which was weird because, you know, in the past, it's like they love who you are to begin with, but then they don't like that anymore. Mm -hmm. So he still laughs at me to this day. And I'm like, what are you laughing about? He goes, you're just so funny. I love the way you think. I'm like, oh, it's so cool to be so free in a relationship that, of course, through that freedom that he gives me to just be me, supports me in everything that I do. Mine is always top priority to also give back to him. Because he does do so, so much in everything, this business, my kids, mm -hmm. everything he's been a part of. So we always have date nights. So our, oh, our, yeah, our Saturday is always our Saturday night date nights. And then of course we made a little cookbook so that we could share it with our daughters as well. You have a date night cookbook? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Cause we love being together and 
communicating and drinking our wine or beer or tonics, whatever it is that we're doing. And we talk and talk and talk and we create our recipes that we love or we try new recipes. And the one thing we always do, I'm very much so, people always think I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually an introvert. I love being with people in my time Mm -hmm. and in my moment. But after I love being with me, myself and I, and being with me, myself and I is being on a front porch, Mm -hmm. sitting with Sid, you know, having a couple of drinks and just being and talking. So we're continually keeping that communication piece and we work together very well. So I'm a hard worker and I don't mean just in business mentally, we do physical work, hard labor every day. And I freaking love it. He loves it. He's a contractor. Okay. So no matter what beautiful buildings, is he responsible for those? Most of them. Yes. Yes. So it's just a beautiful way that we can, you know, physically work together and like we can look at our accomplishments together and then we can sit back and we take lots of breaks in between that. And weekends are really kind of like, and Sundays, especially that's um, crucial that I keep them all to me, myself, and I, and to our family. So that thing I never really wavered on. And then even starting this business, it was only for, you know, a couple of years where I had to do the odd little evenings or weekends because I always wanted to be there, you know, for my family. I wanted to go see volleyball. I want to see them doing their horse shows. I want to go. So it was really making sure that I can handle the balance Mm -hmm. that exists between being an entrepreneur and personal. But we always have time for each other. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That's so important because if you aren't perpetually giving to that relationship, it's not going to have much left to give to you. There really is. It is. And I know too that having a partner that is your cheerleader and even when you have, you know, another, I wonder if my poor boyfriend, George, you know, the next, I wonder if I, he always looks at me with a smile on his face. I feel really blessed for that because they know what kind of rabbit hole we can go down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, you know, the whole idea of finding somebody that loves you in spite of yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I'm so glad. Well, now I believe all of the women out there who have guys like this, cause I just didn't know they existed. I really did. Oh, and you know, it's incredible how resilient the heart is just when you it? think you're never going there again all of a sudden. Yeah. And I think too, this orgasm a day thing might not be hurt. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That's great. Okay. So two other questions. Yep. If you were going to go away to a retreat that was just all about you, everything is at home and taken care of. Everybody's good, but you're going to go away just for yourself for a week. Money's not an object. What would you want to do in that one week retreat? Mine would all be about be connecting to earth still. Earth is so powerful. So I would always need something that's related to being out, not in. I don't like four walls. Four walls, scary. Okay. So a beautiful setting with lots of nature. Yes, absolutely. I mean, an elephant, if you had an elephant. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you ever do one in... Well, no, but you see a very... Come to India with me. We're going to do an elephant track. So I'm going to let you know when we do that. Let's do this, Mona, because forever, <laughs> this is my, I wonder when I'm going to be able to do this. Okay. I had a plan for 2021 because elephants, they speak um, from their stomachs to each other. Oh. oh, what you can learn. I love elephants, horses and elephants, but mm-hmm. I am telling you, no riding the elephants. Mm-hmm. It's all about seeing them and being with them as well. So that is a big, okay. huge goal. Nature, yep. elephants. Yep. Okay. Yep. Of food. Mm. I have to tell you, 
going to places and the food doesn't kind of step up a notch. Uh, me no likey. Okay. That's important. Home right. cooking is great. Like that's fine too, but it's just, don't be having no octopus and kangaroo stuff. Like yeah. it's just got to be good, solid, beautiful stuff and lots of it. Okay. Beautiful. So the food, the environment, the, the other animals around you. Yes. Yeah. And for me, and I have to tell you this, I would be, I'm a hard sell. So for me, I would have to connect with you immediately from a video that you have done so I can see and feel what it is you are offering. Oh, you've just taught me something really yeah. important. Okay. That would be huge you for want, me. You want a huge sense of the people that you're going to be spending that week with. Because that's safety. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to stay in touch. Yes, we are. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> yoga mats in here. I know. Do you do yoga? We work out now. Okay. <laughs> yoga. I did one time. I got the dog and the cow or whatever it is that you do, Yes. <laughs> but working out because you know, since the COVID yeah. thing for myself, what changed my body, I've always been pretty good, even keeping the weight off. And I love having more of that fit body. It wasn't going away. Oh. And I despise working out. No, Every ounce of being in me. And my, all my daughters love working out, uh -huh. which is so weird to me, my brain. But I thought, you know what, Carrie? You're 54. If you're going to make a change, you now have to actually make it yourself. And that's by hiring someone to get you fit. Uh -huh. So now twice a week, we actually, and Carolyn's on the same journey. Because we do. We want to be more fit because with COVID, it hasn't, again, we know we can't go and do things as much as we did before because I love dancing. Can't do any of those kinds of things. So well, we're the same age. Okay. Oh, so yay. No. Yes, yes. We're soulmates. There you go. <laughs> I'm excited and nervous at the same time. But you know, it's so interesting because I think, and I've always been fairly athletic as well. That's part of that confidence is feeling good in your skin, yes. right? Feeling good in your body and feeling like you're doing that with balanced eating and balanced drinking and all of those things that sometimes were challenging during COVID. So yes. I'm happy to hear that you value yourself enough to get someone to come and help you with that. Because sometimes all of us as helpers, we don't necessarily bring in people to help us. You're right. Yes. No, Good we're you worth for receiving. You, yeah. Darn tootin' galootin. Perfect. Even our lady who comes in to train us, she's so funny. <laughs> she's major, like entrepreneur, oh. yoga studios, everything. She's right. an amazing lady. She goes, I tell my people all the time about you and Carolyn and how no matter what, you guys just make my day. Like I laugh no matter what's happening in my life. So I looked at her. I said, well, maybe what we should be doing is you should be paying us. <laughs> there you to go. Come. But no, that didn't work very well. <laughs> so tell me for you now at this point, what is your next I wonder if? You know, it is interesting. And my brain has been kind of thinking about it. My gut what my business is going to look like. I know with all my heart and soul, one thing I never want to be is this huge business. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that thrills me about that whatsoever. I, I love what we have. I love our three instructors that we have. It feels so balanced and right. I don't want to rock the unbalanced piece. I would love more that people could be a part of this journey with us, maybe through some of this online learning and through the, the courses. And of course, going to Africa or India is one of my, my big things that's always been there. So that's my last thing, actually, okay. in a, a huge, I wonder if and when that shall be. 
and I know you have to just make it happen, but you know, you still got to be balanced in order to make the decision to make it happen. So as you're going through that chaos piece, it's not times for me to say this is when, but for the business piece alone, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like there's anything huge or life altering because I think what we have is life altering on so many levels. And I just don't want it to be that big where it takes away from those. Life is so incredible, but it's through that connection and those few times that we can work with women or our certification course that that's the gratification. It's about making money. It's not constant money because that means nothing to me. Like it means this being here and being with the horses. So I don't see like huge, huge. I see, well, huge to me and maintaining the balance piece and always knowing authentically, I know I could die knowing I'm doing it the way I wanted to versus what other people are always, you should do this. You should do that. You should become a franchise. Nah, I don't want any of those extra heartaches that go along with all of those additional pieces. So very solid and grounded where I am and me as a woman would always be staying again, that balance. I love date nights. I love being balanced in fitness. I love being with the horses. I love having dance time and romantic time and laughing time and business time because I love business. I love business. I thrive on that piece. But being able to just continually keep that beautiful balance and not feeling overwhelmed because I think overwhelming, that's hard for so many of us because then you're overwhelmed, you shut down. Yep. And then nothing gets died. And then you get sick and then your body puts you in bed and says it's time to start taking care of yourself. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Well, and you know, I think too, I would have to say you are such a part of this program. If you weren't here, something would be missing. If you were someplace else building a franchise in another province or in another country, but people are coming because of you. Energy is incredible. And you create such a space of openness and receptivity and exactly what everybody needs when they decided to make this kind of a commitment. I agree with you. I'm so happy that you even see that in the videos. That means a lot to me, actually. Thank you so much. I know. You guys are always having fun. We are. And you know, thank you today for taking this time with me. This is such a gift. Right? My first day breaking out of quarantine (laughs) and I get to be with you. I mean, what a gift. And I know that we're going to stay in touch and I'm going to get your books and I'm going to, if you don't mind, pull some exercises, give you credit for them at my retreat. Yes, I would love that. What a great way to collaborate. (laughs) I love working with others and you too are a wonderful gift. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you so much. I'm going to take that hug now. Yay! (laughs) Oh, that's good. Please subscribe to I Wonder If. Share with a friend and write a review. Ride shotgun with me as we hit the road, set sail, and fly away to meet some of the most interesting people that dare to wonder. Thank you for listening. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. Until then, update your passport, get your shots. I'll be in touch soon with the next episode of I Wonder If.